right, good day to you. My name is Fred Oakman, and as always with me today is Mr. Jake Peters. We are P.S. This is Awesome, a PlayStation podcast, and this is episode 174. This is a show where we share our feelings about the current state of PlayStation. But before we get on with the show, I want to invite you all to subscribe to our channel on YouTube, youtube.com slash P.S. This is Awesome, and visit us on Twitter at P.S. This is Awesome, and Tumblr P.S. This is awesome.tumblr.com. If you want to make fun of our trophy list on the PSN, you can find me at anchorless underscore 81 and Mr. Jake Peters at jakesaw01. And as always, you can write the show at P.S. This is awesome at gmail.com. And most importantly, don't forget to share this show with your friends and be sure to leave comments and rate this podcast as you see fit. For today's show, we're going to be talking about the newly uh, flexed PSVR controllers, the barrage of free games being offered by Sony, as well as a lot of other news. And if you're listening to the podcast and not watching this on our YouTube channel, we ask that you head over there to indulge in some of our daily video content. And you can find that at youtube.com slash PS. This is awesome. We've been putting up some trailer reactions lately, so make sure you check it out. With all that out of the way... Thanks to anybody, real quick, who picked up a vinyl record. They're sold out. I talked about it on the last episode. I'm happy that it's finished, and I can focus on doing more stuff in the future. Jake, how are you doing? You know, we always talk about stuff that is not related to video games at the beginning of this show. So I'm going to start off by saying motorcycle tires are really fucking expensive. Like like, like the racetrack kind? No, just... Like, I, I mean... Motorcycle tires cost more than car tires. Per, generally, per tire, per tire. Like I'm looking at some tires for my uh, for my one motorcycle. Yeah, and it's like okay, sure, I could buy really fucking cheap ass shitty tires for you know fifty, sixty bucks a tire, which you could do like buying Walmart tires right. for your car or something like that. But if I want to buy like halfways okay tires for my fucking motorcycle they're like 150 dollars a tire it's like 300 bucks <laughs> for tires for two tires it's so crazy and it's for like a motor like it's it's a motorcycle it's not like the tires have all that much rubber in them or anything. i guess there's yeah. a lot of because they there's a lot of safety so, testing and stuff well, right? I, well i think that just because there's so much more at risk on a motorcycle like you're talking about mm-hmm. like there's so i think there's a lot more technology in motorcycle oh, yeah. tires than there is in car tires but i think it's also just they just inflate the fucking price yeah but yeah who am i i don't know Dude. other than that i bought a new uh tool chest today it's always exciting and so i've been reorganizing my garage which is exciting um how about yourself? Yeah, man. Thanks for asking. Speaking of motorcycles, it's 56 out. It was 56 out today, and I put my bike on the road, kicked right on the old Honda Rebel, the 250, the beginner bike. It was fun, though. I scooted around a bit on it. Uh, I'm recording some bass for Sunday at the station tomorrow, and uh, yeah, this is the first out band I'm not involved in that I'm actually recording here in the studio, and it's been going all right. I've been doing it kind of safely, and... What else happened? I feel like some other stuff happened recently. Um, oh, one of my land practice today. That was fun. Uh, we've got, man, it was rough because we hadn't practiced in like six months because of this shit going on with the pandemic. But it turned out good, man. I have half of the corkboard down here dedicated to that new album and the other half dedicated to the flood record. 
So, yeah, man, we're just cruising. I wrote another good song for one of my lands. So I think we have nine, possibly ten songs, but like four or five of them just need really reeled in, you know? So it was a good practice today. We feel good about it. Things have been good. Um, Aside from that, man, uh, we're going to get into some PlayStation news. We did have somebody write in about us talking. So on the YouTube channel, I've been grabbing little segments from our podcast, like six, seven-minute segments, you know. And the segment that I grabbed was us talking about Microsoft's acquisition of uh, whatever the hell it's called, Bethesda. And this guy, like commented three different times on that video and like it was kind of kind of frustrating because like he was titling his his comments like correction and he's like microsoft isn't even remotely interested in console sales they just care about subscriptions and da, 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 da. and i'm like I, I did write back I, di- I didn't get into it but i was like then why are they even making consoles if they don't care about the sale of them like clearly they want to sell consoles like it's obvious that they need to sell them. there may not be mm-hmm. as much stress put on the consoles as before and they do want your games pass subscriptions and they do you know i get that but you can't just outright say that they don't care about console sales i mean it could be argued that they are making consoles now to be like subscription machines. Yeah, right. Basically, sure. like you pay for your Xbox Live and you pay for your Game Pass and you pay for blah, blah, blah. Let me pull up the comment while you talk. <clears throat> Go ahead. But uh, I mean, yeah, I, I don't think that Microsoft would. They want to sell consoles. They care about selling consoles because if they don't sell consoles, they don't sell the subscriptions. Right. There aren't enough PC players for Game Pass on PC to support the models that they want to support. So <clears throat> I while I, I, I half-heartedly agree with what he's saying, I think that they do still really <laughs> – and want to sell consoles because the console is the platform that they use to sell their subscriptions. Yeah, dude. So, but the way that Microsoft has been going, it does seem like they're trying, they're, they're doing more in the subscription space, at least with their first party stuff. Um, but think about it. I mean, like the other thing that doesn't make sense about that comment is like Microsoft gets 30% of every third party game sold on their store. Mm-hmm. So it's not just the subscription shit. It's like every single game sold on Xbox or whatever, Microsoft gets a cut of that. Right, right, so, right, right. Well, his his comments are kind of weird. So the first comment, right? <clears throat> and he was just so agitated by our video, he had to put three comments. And I'm happy people are finding the video, you know? And I don't even really care. But we don't have a lot of writers right into the show. So let's maybe, like, take a peek at what he wrote here. So... Uh, he goes, it's not rocket science. All Xbox Studio games will be exclusive to the Xbox ecosystem, except for games that already under contract to go on PlayStation and legacy games, which means they are not going to take Fallout 4 off of PlayStation, though they will keep supporting it with DLC or whatever is added to the game. But the next Fallout will not be on PlayStation. You guys don't understand what the word legacy means in the gaming industry. And then he goes, you guys also don't understand Microsoft business model. Business model. They don't care about selling games on PlayStation. There's not enough money in that. Phil Spencer wants PlayStation gamers to subscribe to Game Pass. And then he says, another correction. Xbox doesn't care about console sales. You guys are living in the 90s. Microsoft only cares about active users and subscriptions. I will admit, I'm probably living in the 90s because I was born in the 80s, for crying out loud. In the 90s, I was in my 20s. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Um, what do you think of that? Like, I, I feel like... 
This is something Sheckler would write. The guy is certainly sure of his uh, opinion. Yeah, which but, is fine, you know. Which yeah, is fine. no, I I appreciate that. I I I just like you're saying. I mean, companies don't spend hundreds of millions of dollars on R and D for consoles just right. so. Like, like I said, the only caveat to that is that, yeah, they're using this machine to pump subscriptions, but like they're still getting paid for every single third party game that comes on that console as well. Mm-hmm. If it was literally just the subscriptions, yeah, they wouldn't make that much money because yeah, like if literally the only thing on Xbox was fucking Xbox live and game pass, mm-hmm. they wouldn't hardly make any money. Right. Unless so- you're talking about all the third party shit. Yeah. So, so all the third party shit is where they make money. I mean, like all the fucking skins and shit that you buy on Fortnite and yeah. all the, you know, the third party games that you buy that they get a yeah. cut of. Yeah. There's like, a lot of money in that stuff. The add ons. Like, yeah. They, they make money. Like, I'm pretty sure that it's been documented that Game Pass is a really good value. Mm hmm. Specifically because Microsoft doesn't make a shitload of money on it. Right. Like yeah, they make money on they make money on the guys that just subscribe to fucking Game Pass and never use it ever. But every single game that's on there, there's like a hundred games on Game Pass. Every single game that's on there, Microsoft has to pay that developer to have that game on Game Pass. Yeah. Yeah. And you're only paying ten dollars a month for that. <laughs> yeah. So while I agree that it's pretty obvious that they're mostly interested in making exclusive exploring and exploring this like subscription space right i i don't think that that's the only thing driving their con like why they're making they would say it by now like they would just come out and say listen uh, the next fallout might you know i mean like that that is the that's i don't know that's the mortar in the cannon you know what i mean like that if they wanted to, they could totally come out and just say that, probably. Now, here, my, my only response, and then we'll move on, was that, uh, you know, my opinion is is the average gamer, you know, people who aren't super dialed into this shit like we are, the average gamer probably doesn't even know that Microsoft acquired Bethesda. They probably don't even fucking know, for real. They probably don't know. So is that enough alone to make someone be like, I'm going to go make sure I have a Xbox so that I can subscribe to Game Pass and get all the Bethesda games? Like, probably not. So my theory, my theory is this, and, you know, part of that's on the consumer. Maybe they should do some research. But my theory on this is, like, they spent so much money on this acquisition that they got to have something up their sleeve, right? To try to work, make the money back. And maybe they don't even care about making the money back because Microsoft is so rich. You know what I mean? But them owning Bethesda alone isn't really enough to make me want to buy an Xbox. Now, Jake, I know you said in the last episode it would be for you probably. You'd start looking into deals on it. I Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to run out and get one, but it would be likely that an, a new Elder Scrolls game, depending on how it looked mind you Mm -hmm. would be something that would make me interested in uh going out there and buying one now i will say i did just look up microsoft games Mm -hmm. published games right and while he is right that about like you know legacy games being supported and yada yada 
even though I don't know what that means. I think what um, he's saying, legacy, is like they already exist on a platform. Not yeah. like not the name or the title or the IP existing on the platform, but just the specific game. So they're saying we're not going to yank Fallout 4 from PS4. Well, of course. I mean, right. I don't... I, That's what they're I saying, mean, legacy may, maybe, means. Maybe we, we didn't, you know, express our opinions properly on the show, but like... Uh, oh, so Microsoft good. already already has published at least one game on PlayStation mm-hmm. that was not a title that was already on there, and that's Minecraft Dungeons. Right. That game was developed, and 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 uh, now, granted, Minecraft Dungeons not this blockbuster fucking title, but like pretty big game. You know, Minecraft's a big IP, and that game was wholly published by microsoft and released on playstation and it's not like it previously existed on playstation now minecraft as a game the original minecraft has existed on playstation for a long time and microsoft still supports that but i would say i would say that you're you're closing your mind a little bit too quickly about microsoft has been very very uh um, cutting edge in terms of their business strategies and the things that they're doing with their their IP. I mean, they're they're talking about putting. They've been talking about putting Xbox Live on Nintendo for fucking ever now, and yeah. they're publishing games on Nintendo now. And you know, there's no reason to believe that they wouldn't do the same thing on PlayStation. Yeah, PlayStation's a bigger competitor to theirs, and blah 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 blah. But like I said earlier, I mean, they get 30% of every fucking sale of a video of a video game on their console. And yeah, Sony would get 30%. It's the same thing on Sony's side. So if they publish a game and put it out on PlayStation uh, 5, right? So let's say the next Elder Scrolls comes out on PlayStation 5. Sony gets 30% of that. Great. Okay. But Microsoft gets 60% of that. Yeah, which is for a seventy dollar game or whatever, you know, that's a good chunk. That's a lot more than a month's subscription to Game Pass. Who gets the other ten percent, or do they get seventy percent? Are you each factoring in the developer? Yeah, sorry, sorry. Microsoft gets seventy percent. Okay, gotcha. Right? Yeah, they publish the game. They own it. They get everything but what Sony gets, and then they distribute right? it however they want, right? And they distribute it however. I mean, it'll it flows through fucking Bethesda, yeah. like Bethesda, and then Zenimax, sure. and then fucking sure. Microsoft or whatever. But like Microsoft, since they own Bethesda, they get seventy percent of it, and that seventy percent of seventy dollars or whatever it is, you know, fifty bucks or whatever the hell it is, right? That one game, they get five times what a person would get subscribing for a month of game pass where they have access to a hundred games. Yeah. So to tell me that they're not thinking about putting these fucking games on PlayStation to me seems a little bit short sighted, but I appreciate the comment. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I'm glad people are writing into the show. So thanks for writing in and uh, you guys can always leave comments on our YouTube page and we will talk about them maybe from time to time. Jake games we're playing. Real quick, I didn't start either Concrete Genie or Final Fantasy VII, and I meant to maybe do one of them, but I did, however, play some of the Division Two again, and I got really super confused again with the... Uh, they have this thing called Seasons, and there are manhunts in the season, and I, and I got the first guy, the first rogue agent, 
And then I was like, okay, I see the other three that I need to track down and do these little missions to get them, but I couldn't unlock it to unlock to have it show up on the map, right? I'm like, what the fuck am I doing wrong? Maybe I gotta wait a day. Excuse me, maybe I gotta wait a day. And I go back in, and then uh, it's still locked. And I'm like, how do I unlock the next manhunt? Like, I couldn't figure it out. And then eventually I ended up into their season uh, breakdown, and it's like, oh, the next manhunt unlocks in one week, in like five days. So I have to literally just sit around and wait for a week and five days so they make the next manhunt active to do it. And it's like, okay, that's fine. But, like, it didn't come right out and tell me. So I probably spent a good day and a half trying to trigger the next manhunt, not realizing how the fuck it even worked because they, they weren't explaining it. But then I figured it out. Anyways, on top of that, I did jump into Moss on PSVR. And we're going to talk about this later because we're going to talk about VR and the way it interfaces with PS5, new move controller, stuff like that. But uh, I will say that it does look really nice on the ps5 like in the headset and mm-hmm. i did not play outriders so um that's kind of where i'm at with gaming right now you dude i don't know it's been how long now division ha- the division the, those guys that fucking ubisoft, ubisoft yeah. uh i think it's uh who is it avalanche that does that no, i can't remember it's a snowdrop engine and i don't know who the hell no makes no it. The, the studio yeah the i studio. know but they're using the snowdrop engine i think to make the game oh man who is it oh come on help me help me here who makes the division yeah we're just gonna sing a song for everybody come on Jake. massive sorry massive entertainment yes there okay so um Dude, they got to sort this fucking UI shit out with that game. It is so bad. That game is so much fun, but the UI and everything about like how you navigate the menus and the worlds and the missions and everything is fucking awful. It is literally one of the worst experiences I've ever had in my life in terms of a triple A, like high budget, super good game. The game's fantastic. The gameplay the game is the so mechanics good. are great. The, but like the the menus and yeah. the quest navigation and stuff is so fucking bad. I do not understand why it's so bad. The UI is just really bad. It's lousy. it's really it's really bad. I mean, it, it's one of those things that's like it looks cool. It looks good. It looks fancy. It looks technical. It looks really neat. But but it's so unpractical. Like it's not usable. Like it's if you look at a game like uh, Persona Five, which I know you haven't played, but yeah. the menus in that game fucking look awesome they're clean and they're practical and clean and easy to use it's also not an mmo though right well no but it's like it's a jrpg so you've got fucking menus full of items and shit like yeah. that i mean there's there you can get yourself lost in persona 5 don't get me wrong but like i don't know there's something about dude i'm with you man every time i jump into the division or the division 2 like after a while playing it or whatever maybe i want to hop back in maybe i want to try something new whatever it's like, dude, I can't find anything. I can't find anything. Well, I, I don't know what the fuck is going on with my character. Yeah. I don't know how to look at my gear. Like, like I. How do you I compare know, gear? Um, here's here's one thing that I I personally have an issue with. I was in the game and I was like, oh, now I got to run this mission, this mission to get this bounty to get this person right. The first guy I was tracking down in the manhunt, and I go and I go. Uh, I tried to run one of the main missions, and I tried to join a squad. Because sometimes I'll get on there, I'll just mute my mic and run run a run a mission with some people. And I run the squad, and then I'm in this squad, and I couldn't figure out how to leave 
their like their squad. I couldn't figure it out. So for like two hours, I'm in their squad, and I didn't even know I was in their squad. And like I looked at my map, and all these little blue dots were, were like the squad members were like running different missions and stuff. And I had no idea how to. I, I thought I, I thought as soon as the mission was over, I was out of it. You got to access like. Man, I don't even know, like some sort of social screen, and then you got to hold a button, and then you got to do something different. And it's like the thing is, is like Massive has done a really good job at listening to the players, and they have tried to accommodate the loudest of players by offering all these features. And I feel like it's just as much the hardcore player's fault as it is Massive's fault in this because I, f- I just get this vibe based on the Reddit, based on the the little communities for this game, people demanding and asking for different things and then all of a sudden these things happen and the menu's different or like, you know, and it's just like, and, and or Massive will do something that maybe makes a lot of sense but then there'll be a bunch of blowback from the players and then they'll have to go in and tweak something else. So it's like, it's just, this, it's a living game. So like, it, it's I don't know. It's hard to explain. Like when they built that UI, I don't think they anticipated it needing to do all of the shit that now they've incorporated into the game, and that's why it's so confusing. Well, yeah, but it was it was pretty confusing even originally. I mean, I would say the or- original division when it first came out yeah. probably wasn't that confusing, but like they stuck with it with the division two as opposed to cleaning it up. Yeah. And they should have, when they had the chance, probably cleaned it up and made it a little bit more like, like, I don't understand. Like I get like fancy UIs look awesome and they're really cool. Like I said, the, the persona five is a great example of a UI that like looks fucking cool as mm. shit. And it's awesome that it's in the game. But like, I really think that it's a, it's a really bad design oversight to assume that people would rather have a sick looking UI than a functional one. Like, I think that most people would literally prefer just a straight up black and white menu. That's fast as light. That just works. That just works over like this flashy UI after the first like hour or two with the game. Yeah. Cause you know, like the honeymoon period, you're like, Oh, this looks awesome. Yeah, and right. everything's blah, blah, blah. But they should give you the option to turn on like simple of UI. Like, I something. just want to see the directory, right? The directory yeah. of the UI. Like I just want should, the basics. Yeah. That's there hilarious. Should be like a fucking command prompt style UI <laughs> for us guys that like, you just literally flip a button in the menu and it just like turns that shit on and you don't have to worry about it anymore. Right. But I mean, I I say it with all the love in the world because I mean, even though I'm not a multiplayer guy, the division is a really fun game, and I it's think awesome. it's a really great game. Division's I just it's something game. that I've said for a long time. I don't know why their their UI is so bad. Yeah. All right, Jake, what are you playing? Any anything right now? I mean, we've had a belt uh, of nice weather, so I don't know. So I finished messing around with the Curse Outriders of the Gods? demo. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, I played all the different classes. Um, and I actually captured a bunch of video for that. Oh, cool. So I'm interested in doing like a takeaway for it. Sure. Now it's going to be a truncated takeaway because it, I'm, by truncated, I mean truncated in length. I mean truncated in content because right. it's just the demo, right? I'm, I don't think I'm willing to pay for the whole game. Yeah. So I don't want to like see, well, I am, I'll be honest, I am really interested 
and what the full game offers. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm really interested just based on the way that the thing has kind of moved, like I, in, through the demo, I'm interested to see like where things are going to go because they show all these crazy environments and stuff that you don't experience in the demo. Right. So I don't know if like you're going to be traveling to all these different areas or what's going on. I mean, I'm sure I could look it up, but like I am interested in it, but not enough to probably buy it right away. Maybe if it goes on sale or something, this is one of those games where like, it could drop in price dramatically really fast if yeah. it doesn't do well right off the bat. Yeah. So while I would like to support the developer, like I'm not going to play it at full price. Mm. So if it does drop down to, you know, 30 bucks or something like that, I might be willing to buy it just to kind of give it a deeper go. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I played through all that stuff. I got, I captured a bunch of video for that. I actually today um, captured and transferred a shitload of video for Curse of the Dead Gods oh, to do a takeaway on that. Fantastic. Uh, and I, I've been talking about doing that for a couple weeks now, and I just, I had just haven't gotten around to doing it. Mm-hmm. And so I finally was able to do that this morning. Um, and then I've been playing more of vanquish remastered yeah which is super fun yeah um i I, i'm only like a couple hours into it but it is really fun uh but dude you know what i did for um so to do the takeaway videos like the first one i did the the phoenix uh immortals phoenix rising Uh one i captured a bunch of video right Mm -hmm. and then i just copied the files onto a usb stick and then uploaded them to you mm-hmm. and you kind of cut them together. And then I did the VO and all that stuff. I wrote the VO and everything. Well, when I was doing Curse of the Dead Gods and also the Outrider stuff, I was just kind of like recording fucking content yeah. because I didn't want to have to think of, while I was playing, I didn't want to have to think about like, you know, Oh, this part would make a good thing. Right. So, like, it I interrupts your what playing, I was doing. Right? And, yeah. So, I'm, because I'm actually playing the game while to I'm enjoy doing it. this. I'm not like, yeah, I'm trying to enjoy it. So, what I did was, I didn't realize you can do this. I downloaded the Share Factory. Yeah. And I just put all of my videos that I recorded into that. Mm-hmm. And then, essentially, for Curse of the Dead Gods, and I'll do the same thing with Outriders too. I pre-trimmed everything in that video to be all the little sections that I want to talk about. Oh, cool. And then re and then republished it to one video file yeah. that I'll send to you that'll basically like, yeah, you'll have to still trim it apart, but you'll see like, okay, the first few seconds is like the title screen. The, the next few oh, seconds nice. is yeah. how I do the menus. The next few seconds is how I do this. The next few seconds is combat, whatever. Boss so fight, it's all whatever. kind of organized, yeah. Yeah, and then like the last like, 10 minutes of it is all just like Extra. content you can use for B-roll. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. So that's great. Um, it's pretty, dude, I have never used share factory. Oh, it's before. sick. Yeah. It's really intuitive. Mm-hmm. I'm actually super surprised at how good it works for a console program. Yeah. It's really nice. I put a lot of time into that. Like I, like I didn't, obviously I didn't do any of the creator suites and all the lower thirds and all the shit that you can add. I didn't do yeah, any of the yeah. stuff that you're supposed to use it for. Yeah, yeah. I literally just pre-trimmed some video and then republished it as an MP4 so that I could pull it off with my thumbstick. Yeah, dude. But it seems like it's really, it seems like it's legit. I mean, I can definitely see that like, if you were a pro, 
you probably wouldn't want to use it just because like the graphics are going to be mon- like they're going to be kind something of stock that everybody stuff. has yeah, right? right but for the average dude just making a video for their youtube channel or something like that i think it's it's fucking legit i don't know if xbox has something similar but if they don't like they should get something yeah it is awesome there's a lot of content creators who can benefit from that for sure we don't have like computers to do editing so let's jump into the news man we have a lot of news this week playstation was bumping this week there's a lot of things going on i'm going to touch on some stuff the most important thing is for number one, I guess it's hard to say it's most important. It's number one on our list. Sony's continuing to, continuing with their play at home thing, and they're giving away ten free games for everyone. They aren't being released all at once, and they're going to be peppering them out to us uh, within the next month or so. So, with some of them being made available this coming week, uh, the games are Abzu, Astrobot Rescue Mission, which is a VR game. Enter the Gungeon. We are getting Horizon Zero Dawn Complete Edition for free, which is fantastic. Moss, which I'm playing right now. We're going to rope it into the VR section. Paper Beast. Res Infinite, which I haven't played, but I think you can play that in VR. I don't know if it's VR exclusive or Mm. not. Subnautica, which I think everyone, a lot of people seem to be really interested in that game. The Witness and Thumper, which is a fan freaking tastic VR game. Some of these are very Dude, these VR. are like there's like there's like fucking 5 VR games on this list. Yeah, awesome. well, it makes me think that this and VR 2 might be closer than they let on. We just got Farpoint too not that long ago. I know it's crazy. It's and crazy. Dude, I I've actually been thinking. I was actually when I saw the Astrobot Rescue Mission was going to be one of the one of these games. I was actually thinking about getting my VR headset out just you because absolutely like, and Moss, dude. Those are the two best PSVR games. My and, opinion. And honestly, I've heard that Res Infinite is also really good. Thumper is a fucking bomb. That game is so good. It's fantastic. It's the first VR game I ever bought, and it is so like to this day I just love playing that mm. fucking game in VR. But yeah, it's so good. Um. I w- yeah, I would love to play Astrobot and Moss. And what you were saying earlier about, and you know, obviously, I, I'll let you get into the yeah. the fiasco. But like, <laughs> if if it if it plays better on the PS5, meaning better resolution, yeah, and everything it does. Like it that, looks so good. I, I'd be definitely curious to try it out. I, I uh, did you get your adapter for your camera? Oh fuck! I never did get one of those, did I? <laughs> Shaking my head. This is all part of what I'm going to get into, man. This freaking... But you're excited, right? So you're excited. Uh, I'm excited. Okay, so just going through this game, Abzu is like a water kind of journey kind of game i heard yeah. it's it's not as good as journey but i heard it's all it's actually still really good yeah enter the gungeon looks like an arcadey kind of looks dungeon, cool like bullet hell kind of game which is pretty cool um horizon zero dawn is immaculate you should play that if, if you haven't and if moss right i was gonna say i don't think you need to be a playstation plus member to get these this is which for is everybody awesome. so this is for literally everybody we gotta let our buddy cool. nate know uh, yeah, definitely. If I don't know if he's played Horizon yet, but Oof. especially if he's still if he's still quarantining, he should definitely fucking play this game. <laughs> yeah, dude, this is the time. But, but uh, I played the demo for Moss, and I really thought it was cool. Mm-hmm. Um, Paper Beast, I've never played. Uh, Res Infinite, I played the demo for that, and it was it looked really cool. Mm-hmm. Subnautica, I don't know much about. I heard Witness, the Witness is great, but it's I don't have the patience for it. It's a puzzle game. 
So Subnautica um, is a survival game. I'm looking it up it? right now, and it's got a 10 out of 10 on Steam and an 87 Metacritic. It's an open-world survival action-adventure video game developed and published by Unknown Worlds Entertainment. In it, players are free to explore the ocean on an alien planet known as Planet 4546B after their spaceship, the Aurora, crashes on the planet's surface. It looks cool. I wonder... People are really jazzed about this game. It does look awesome. Is it VR? There's no way this I, is I VR. I don't know. It's it's first person. I don't know if it's VR or not. I don't think it's VR, dude. It looks cool, though. I mean, an underwater survival game? That's pretty wild, dude. I still want to play... I, now that my VR is hooked up to my PS5, I honestly regret not having purchased the one space game that I really wanted to play for a long time. It was on sale for like five bucks and I just never bought it. I was like, I don't think I'm ever going to do it. But anyway, so that's news point number one. So keep an eye out on the store. There's going to be all these things. It's called the initiative. It's called the Play at Play at Home during the COVID pandemic. Number two, though some may think it's a conflict of interest, I do own a very small amount of PlayStation stock and I do get updates on my investments. And as of 319, March 19th, I had an alert indicating that, now this is in quotes, Sony Interactive Entertainment and Esports Venture RTS said Thursday they have acquired the assets and properties of the Evolution Championship Series from Triple Perfect Incorporated. The annual esports event will return this year as Evo Online, a fully online competition scheduled for August. As a result of the acquisition, Evo will be operated by the recently formed joint venture between Sony and RTS. Tony and Tom Cannon, co-founders of Evo, will continue to be closely involved as key advisors and the term of the transaction were, transaction was not disclosed. And this is a this is I mean this is pretty big deal. I yeah. mean because I, I don't I'm not like plugged into the community, but Evo is like one of, if not the biggest fighting game tournaments in the fucking world. And it's world. free to get involved in it. You can, you and I could like try to compete in Evo, but we get rolled out right away. But it's online. Yeah. It takes, it's actually taking place this year, August 6th through August 8th. And the games, which are all fighting games, are going to be Tekken 7, Street Fighter 5 Champion Edition, Mortal Kombat 11 Ultimate, and Guilty Gear Strive. So real quick, and then we'll talk a little bit more about it. Steve Robert Roberts, the VP of Global Competitive Gaming at SIE, which is Sony Interactive Entertainment, stated in an interview with Business Wire, said that fighting games have been a vital part of PlayStation's legacy and our community since the very beginning, and we've been thrilled to partner with Evo over the years. This joint acquisition with RTS marks a new chapter of collaboration with Evo's co-founders, Tom and Tony Cannon, and their passionate community of fighting game fans. So that's actually it's huge news. That's pretty big. So Sony's pretty much runs that now. They're involved in it. You know, I think they're still going to let those two dudes take care of it. But, I mean, I don't know if you've been... I've been on the PlayStation YouTube channel a lot, right? Pulling those trailers and stuff. They always have online live streaming tournament shit for Mortal Kombat. They're always doing tournament shit for this. And they're, they're just... I don't even know if it's Evo, but they're they're really... in. Sony is really big on fucking fighting game tournaments. It's crazy. Well, I think that... Uh, I, I, don't, I just don't know that there's a huge... I, I'm super ignorant about this, so, you know, don't f- fucking flame me in the comments. But I, I'm pretty sure that, like, the PlayStation is the biggest ecosystem for fighting games, just yeah. generally. The next biggest might be, like, PC. 
Because, I mean, you know, people might say, like, oh, fucking Smash on uh, Nintendo or whatever. Smash is not a fighting game. I mean, it is. Yeah. But, like, it's like it's like a casual fighting game. It's not like a hardcore fight. Like street fighter is a hardcore fucking fighting game. If you've ever, if you don't know how to play fighting games and you try to fight somebody in street fighter, you're going to get your ass fucking pounded. Yeah. Just it's don't ever so be hard. Zangief. Zangief. Dude, he's like the worst character. I Why is he the worst character? I can't character? do shit with Zangief. You just hate, you just hate Russians. Well, <laughs> no comment. No, I'm just kidding. He does that. He does that wrestling move where he like he does like the he puts the guy's head between his legs. Yeah, the and DDT that, like, man. And spin and fucking the spinning DDT. Awesome. Dude, I used to play Street Fighter, Super Street Fighter Two, all the time when I was a kid. It's a great Street game. Fighter. Street Fighter's so awesome. It's so cool. I mean, I I can't deal with it anymore. But mm. when I was a kid, I used to love playing it. Yeah, dude, it was it was a lot of fun. So, anyways, Jake, I saw on Push Square, the writer over there on Push Square, we we get a lot of our news sources from them. Was just gushing about PGA Two K Twenty One, and dude, like I'm I haven't given it much thought. But can you imagine what the next gen golf games are going to look like on the PS Five? Like how good they're going to play and look. Like, I'm actually really excited about a, a really awesome golf game on the PS5. I think I'm going to pull the trigger. And and while I'm on that, because we don't talk about sports games very often, I know you got really into a FIFA for a while. I think it was you, right? You got into FIFA mm-hmm. for a bit. Yeah. MLB The Show 21, dude, whew, there was some awesome stuff about this game. And they literally added, literally added thousands of additional animations to their game. And it's it's literally going to be the ultimate baseball game. The they, MLB the show is the ultimate baseball simulator. There's no question as they're talking about catcher like pop time. So like for picking off run, runners and stuff. Like every catcher has like their own stats for how quick they can react to like picking people off. They have animations where like you, you know as a player you can be tracking a ball and then the ball can like. They're saying like there's like a little bit of assist if you want to add it and stuff. Dude, the stuff they're doing with this game is, you know, baseball is very statistical, right? So in statistics, like equate to math. And there's probably no easier game to program like when it comes to making things so realistic than baseball because the fucking numbers just work out. They have so many numbers on all these players that like – Dude, I'm so I'm getting the 21 show, dude. I have to. I've gone so long without baseball. I I'm getting it. There's no doubt about it. I'm stoked. I wonder part of me wonders if they jazzed up this year's version of the show just because it's the first one on Xbox. Yeah, dude, I don't even know, but I'm all in. I don't even know when it drops. I'm getting it though. I'm so excited. It usually drops I think in April. It's got to be coming March or soon. April? Yeah. I mean, it, it's March. It's almost end of March, so it's probably April something. But uh that's cool, man. I, I see. My big thing is like I love sports games, mm-hmm. and I like to play them, but I never like stick with them for very long. Like for yeah. example, hockey is my favorite sport, and I have multiple times picked up an NHL game, like an EA Sports NHL game, started the fucking career mode where you like create your own player and all that yeah. stuff, and I really enjoy it, but I can't. Stick with it to like play through the fucking minors and then get fucking drafted or you're, you know, you're already drafted, but like get on to yeah. the fucking team and then you get booted back to the, the fucking dude, minors. It's hard to get drafted up to like, dude, it's, I, I do enjoy it a lot and I think it's that so they're fun. really fun to play, but it, it also too, like 
I don't know if the show has things like this, but FIFA in the NH the FIFA games and the NHL games have a lot of like joystick control for like doing like legitimate real like moves with yeah. like the juking or, and like, or, like yeah, right. Yeah, or with the soccer ball whenever you're playing and like doing the fakes with your feet and stuff. And it's like the people that are really fucking good at this mm. are really fucking good at this. Yeah. It's like we were talking about the fighting games earlier. Like yeah. the guys that just eat, breathe, and sleep fucking FIFA or NHL or whatever. Like it's this, it's the same as those guys that just own Gran Turismo. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they're on another plane. I'm like, sure it's the video- same with MLB. Not- yeah. Yeah, they're not gamers. You know what I mean? They're, they're like, like athletes. They're like athletes. They're like athletes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's right. so it's so wild. It's so uh, wild. But it's cool. Like I, like I just respect these games. Oh, it's crazy. Because yeah, because of this, the, what goes into the simulation and everything. The most recent one I've played, obviously, I've talked about on the show, is the the MotoGP game, yeah. which is the motorcycle racing game. And it's the same way with that. It's like they've programmed into it, like mm. uh, you know adjusting your suspension a little bit like wildly changes your fucking handling yeah, and like right. breaking it it's like it's like it's crazy it's stuff. so you know in-depth I mean? stuff yeah dude like they were it's cool dude the the, the thing for mlb the show that was on i must have been on the playstation blog i don't know where it was but i was watching it's like a 20 fucking minute video and they have developers and they're just showing animations and they're showing like the stuff in the game they're like yeah well you know we're we're we can't be more expired of course they're trying to sell the game too but you can hear the excitement in their voice. They're like, they're like, this game has not played better. Like it, we have tweaked a lot of fielding. Like the fielding stuff looks phenomenal. I mean, it's it's a ridiculous video. And when you look at it and you see all of the time and all of the tweaks that they've done to this game, I mean, it becomes more than just a baseball game. Like it's just like, oh man, this thing is awesome. Like it's so good looking, and it looks From what great I understand. too. From what I understand, Sony San Diego, like I've I've read some stuff about them as a studio, mm-hmm. and they're like legit diehard baseball fans. Yeah, they are. Yeah, they like, and love that's this why they that's why their games are so good. Oh man, that's why it's the best fucking baseball game in the world is because those guys literally shit baseball. Yeah, they can't get it wrong either because baseball fans are hardcore in general, right? So like they can't screw stuff up. I mean. People would really backlash. Yeah. So they have, they know there's a lot of pressure. So, all right, number four, sports. Well, anyway, sports games. I'm excited for sports games on the PS5. I, I actually am, surprisingly. I don't know. Maybe it's because I've been cooped up and I want to feel Dude, like. Dude, I can get into a fucking golf game. So we if should this golf game. game is good, we could do another golf. Remember we did that one time we did a golf game, an online game between me and my brother, and it was like, what was it? PGA Tour 12 the Masters or yeah, something like yeah. that. it was like PS3 like way long ago. It was fun. We should have we should it have a fun. golf tournament for our listeners. If anyone gets a golf game, we should have like a little like I don't know, maybe just a, a friendly foursome at TPC at Sawgrass. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Anyways, in passing, uh, Cyberpunk 2077 is getting its first major patch soon. They're overhauling the police system, uh, driving sensitivities, and a way to actually unstick your vehicle if you get stuck on environment. And it's not even that huge of a patch, but they're finally starting to roll some of this, these these fixes out that are well overdue. And also, it was brought to my attention, Jake, that it's really weird, but there are no animals in this game. Like, there's no... You don't even see birds flying. You don't see... 
Like, there's nothing. It's really weird. It's, I mean, I could I could suspend my disbelief in a game like Cyberpunk where it's just, like, this game is so... Like, they're in such a, like, dystopian future that they've just fucking murdered yeah. all the animals. There is... There you is, know what I mean? Yeah, minor spoiler, there is a cat that shows up, but I'm not going to give you any reference on what it is. But, spider cat? Yeah, yeah, spider cat comes in from <laughs> Spider-Man. Miles Morales shows up, and he's like, yeah, we made a better game. <laughs> Anyways. All right, Warner Brothers Games, Montreal's delayed Gotham Knights to 2022. It was supposed to release in 2021. I'm fine with this. You know what kind of pisses me off? Like, that shouldn't be a news point. And I'm only... Yeah, I, I just I wonder if uh, what's the other one? Suicide Squad, yeah, the one that uh, Rocksteady is doing. I yeah. wonder if that's coming out this year. I don't know, Probably but not. But when video game like legitimate sites make this a news article, it almost like it's almost like they're tarring and feathering these developers in a way. Like, oh, another one got pushed back. Surprise, surprise! And like that's the attitude of the of the write up. And it's just like I don't know why that that's a news story. It it's just it seems counterintuitive to the thing the things that you love and you care about. Like you should be like well, you know just the tone of it just seemed kind of just the general atmosphere of online reporting nowadays. It's all click driven, so yeah, they're like I don't I can't tell you, dude. Whenever I look at the news for for video games nowadays, yeah. whether it's IGN or Push Square or Gamasutra or any of these fucking sites. Like, I scroll through probably literally 12 articles before I get to one that I'm willing to read. Yeah, yeah. Because, like, it's all puff pieces and shit that's, like, they make a they make a fucking 500-word article out of something that literally is one sentence worth of news. Yeah, yeah. And it, usually it's like, uh, this video game was delayed. That could be the whole article, but then they're like, no, they have to go on about the fucking history of this game and like how this happened. And it that was happened. originally this announced was... back three years yeah, ago and yeah, this yeah, and yeah, that yeah. and then blah, 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 blah. And then they had a trailer Literally. that said this date and then that date. And yeah. it's like, oh, who cares? Just say it got delayed. It, like, don't turn it into something. If they need more yeah. time, they need more time. All right. So let's talk about these new images, Jake, of the next gen PSVR controllers. Sony released some images and... Uh, they are kind of weird looking, and I sent you a text earlier this week, and the the one thing that I thought was the most strange, and I even sent this to you, is that the VR headset, the new VR headset for these controllers is what is going to be tracking your hands, not a camera. So that's kind of weird. So they must have some sort of outward-facing motion sensor or camera on the headset itself, but... Each hand, each controller for each hand is going to have an analog uh, controller. There's going to be adaptive triggers, haptic feedback, and finger touch detection, which is really weird. Finger touch detection, but there's still going to be buttons, and the only buttons missing from the controllers are going to be the touchpad and the D-pad. And Sony indicated that these controllers will be in the hands of the development community very soon. So... They say it's really at this point they've made like the best fucking controller and now it's up to people to just develop and make them utilize what they're giving them. But like finger controls, man, like what what is what do you do? Is it like how like you're gonna see your fingers moving now in VR? Like how does that work? That's weird. So I looked at this controller. Controllers, I guess it's a pair. Looks like the five. You better fucking get them as a pair because if you don't I'm gonna be pissed. Um, 
unless the circly part has something to do with the haptic feedback. It's weird. I think it looks fucking stupid. Yeah, it looks I mean, really weird. It's in keeping with the design of the PS5. So I will say that it does kind of fit with the whole flow of the PS5's aesthetic. Other, aside from it being gray and the PS5 is black or Do you or think white it has something to do blue. with the tracking? Well, part of me wonders if it's that, if it's functional. Like, if it's functional, I get it. Like, if it's if it's either the tracking or if maybe, like, they use the roundness of it to kind of make the adaptive feedback work better because of the balance of it. Mm, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, I could see maybe that being a thing, right? And if that's the case, then great. But if not, because these still have tethers on them. It's not like I the circles that. do anything, right? Yeah. So, if that part of the housing does nothing it's literally just an aesthetic choice i don't understand it i don't i it to me it seems like it's just going to make them heavier which when you're playing when you're playing with a regular controller a little bit of heft is nice you know you don't you don't want a fucking brick but you want it to be a little bit heavy because you want it to feel kind of strong but when you're waving your arms around for freaking an hour you're playing Beat you don't Saber want or a something. controller that's too heavy. You want it to feel sturdy, but you don't want it to be like heavy. My guess is so, those are like some weird antennas, Bluetooth antennas or something. Could be. It, I mean, because I'm guessing that the the. I mean, I could be wrong, but I'm guessing that the headset is not going to have like fucking cameras all over it. To it's got to have one the, though. To see gotta, where the. I mean, maybe. Because it's going to detect. Could. I don't know. I, I I don't know. But like, so this is the weird thing. So for the listeners who haven't seen the picture, you can pull the pictures up on the PlayStation blog, PlayStation.blog. The thing is, is it almost looks like a ring that you reach through oh. and then you grab. It looks like a move controller with no ball on top. And the ball kind of has this weird arc where the ball would be. And it turns into the ring. So they almost look like they're boxing gloves, the frame of like a boxing glove or something. It's really, they're really, man, it's like. It's just like, as soon as I saw it, and it's like, I know this is such a fucking gutter brain thought, but I was like, it looks like you're fisting this controller. It's really weird. Like, That's why I was, I was like, bizarre. whoa. Like, I sent you that text. I was like, whoa. Like, it's just <laughs> like, what is going on here? I, I would not have expected it to look like this. And it doesn't look like they're going to join together either. Like there was some talks about it maybe being like the Switch where like, the, you know, it would come together to make one controller and then you could pull it apart. These don't look like they're even wired or these don't look like you can attach them to like an aim controller. Like they're just very specifically for your two hands. I wonder if they will come out with another aim controller because these these controllers definitely do not look like they're going to be able to be like attached to a thing that becomes no. a gun. You know what I mean? So yeah. like I wonder if they're going to come out with another version of the aim controller or what they're going to do because these controllers are definitely bizarre, but I will say that they're a Sony controller so they're probably going to feel great. They're probably going to be great. And the fact that there's an analog stick on both of them is nice. Because with the move controllers, we don't have any analog sticks. Well, well, in VR, I don't think they support the nav controller, do they? Dude, did you ever have a nav controller? I have one. No, I don't have a nav controller. I just have two. It's moves. like you have you had a you had the move, and then you had the nav controller, which was like a oh little, like, yeah. No, I just have dildo two. with a fucking. No, they don't support that. I just have two moves. It. Yeah, they don't support that. So, anyways, let me talk real quick about my recent excursion with setting the PS VR up on the PS5. Jake, I got a hold of you today, 
And I said, yo, dude, we're going to do this podcast and we're going to be talking about VR because Sony has announced these dumb controllers. They're probably awesome, really. They really probably are cool. And uh, a lot of people have played the PS VR on the PS5. And I have some un- unbeaten VR games on my hard drive. And all I want to do is finish them. And I had the PS4 set up. Re- it was going to be my my PSVR machine. I just don't want to turn on the PS4. That's just the truth of it. I don't want to turn it on. So I'm like, well, maybe I can just hook up my VR to the PS5. And then my brain starts going. I'm like, well, now I have that damn breakout box. And now what I have to do is disconnect my super awesome HDMI cable that came with the PS5 so I can get the best graphics. I don't even know what it's called. But I'm using like the ARC input or whatever on my on my Sony TV. And uh, I have to plug that really fast high-speed HDMI cable into the shitty breakout box and then run the breakout box to my TV. So I can't even have true 4K HD high-def if I'm using my if my P if if I want my PS5 to connect to my TV, I have to run it through my breakout box for the PS4 or for the PSVR. So even when the PSVR is turned off, I still don't get 4K high res because I have an OG PSVR headset. So that's my first issue. Second issue that I ran into doing this, dude, it literally took me over an hour. To even get Moss booted up on the on the so you need an adapter for the fucking camera to plug into the PS5, right? I had to find mine. I was real excited when I bought it. I had to find it. I used it. I go to plug it into the back of the PS5, and I'm like, okay, I only have one other USB open in the back because there's two USB ports in the back, and there's one on the front, and then you have that other USB C or whatever on the front, right? So there's technically four USB ports. The old school USB ports, there's two on the back, and then there's a uh, old school USB port in the front, and then there's that special USB, the faster one on the front. So you have four total. I go to plug in my camera into the back, and I had an open one. Awesome. Plug it in. We're cruising. Or actually, I didn't have an open one. It's so dark back there, I go to plug it in. I think I plugged it into like the Ethernet manual like the hardwire thing i just kind of shoved it in there it's like yeah it's in there and then uh i'm like okay well now i need to plug in the usb cable from the breakout box into my fucking ps5 and now keep in mind i already have i already have my hard drive plugged into one of the usb ports right my external hard drive with all my ps4 games and i need that to play my psvr game because it's on the hard drive so i plug the hard the hard drive's already in so then i go to plug in the uh, breakout box and I plug it in the front, right? And I'm like, all right, we're good. Um, I plug it in the front, uh, turn on the VR headset, camera not detected. And I'm like, what the fuck is it? And I find out that it's not detected because I don't have the camera actually plugged into an actual USB port. So on the back, I have my hard drive. On the front, I have the breakout box. And then... So then I find the other USB port in the back, and I think I was using it for something, a charging cable or something, right? So I had to unplug the charging cable, <laughs> and then I plug the breakout, uh, the camera into there. And now I'm, I'm wired to go, right? I'm set up. We're getting ready to rock and roll. I have my dual sense. I go to start the fucking game. 
I get moss in there. I'm like, wow, this looks fantastic. And then there's this little crystal ball that you control with the controller. And I'm like moving the fucking controller back and forth, trying to open the book and shit. And the thing's not moving. And I'm like, why isn't this thing moving? And then I'm like, oh, fuck, I have a dual sense. I can only use the P. The DualShock 4 has the light bar on the front. So I can't even use my dual sense. So now I'm like, okay, well, this sucks. So then I take the fucking headset off, take the headphones off, and then. I go grab a Dual, Dual, DualShock 4 that comes with the PS4, and I'm like, all right, I'll just uh, I'll just plug this in real quick and start charging it, right? And then I'm like, well, hold on. I have the PlayStation camera plugged in. I have the breakout box plugged in, and I have the, uh, the what was the other thing I plugged? The hard drive plugged in, the external hard drive of my games. I have nowhere to plug in one more USB thing to charge my, my DualShock 4. So now I can't, because it's dead because I haven't used it in forever. So now I'm like, I can't even use, I can't even play the game right now. So I'm sitting there, so I plug it in, I unplug uh, the camera, plug the charger in for my phone, or my uh, DualShock, let it charge for a couple minutes. I'm waiting, I'm waiting, I'm waiting, I'm waiting. And then I press the button to pair it with the PS5. What happens? It just starts fucking flashing. It doesn't even connect to the PS5. And I'm like, what the fuck's going on? Like, why can't... So then I'm on Google, and I'm looking, how, how do I pair my DualShock 4 with a, with a PS5? And I'm looking up all these different things. And I'm like, this is ridiculous. So uh, you have to hold share in the PS button on the DualShock 4, and then it starts going, it'll flash... And you got to hold along. It starts flashing, 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 flashing. And then I got to take my dual dual sense controller and go into settings. And then I got to go to my Bluetooth options and pair it to the DualShock 4. So then I get the DualShock 4. We're ready to rock and roll. We're good. So what I do then is I unplug the charging cable. I plug the camera back in. And something something else happened where I was short a spot, and it's so confusing. But I was short a, I was short a plug, right? So I go to play it. No, what I had to do, I had to uh, keep my controller plugged in. No, for some reason, long story short, for some reason I was missing a USB port, and I needed one. I had no way to do it. Moss was on my external hard drive, and I had to have the external hard drive essentially unplugged in order to have enough ports to play the PSVR on the PS5 with my configuration. I don't... So the breakout box is one. What's the other one? The camera's one. And then there was something else. Maybe I had the the charger on the other one, right? So I could use the DualShock 4. So... Because it wasn't charged. So, like, I'm trying to sit there with the DualShock 4 with the short cable just so I can play this MOS, right? And so I had to unplug my hard drive. And I'm like, oh, shit... Moss is on the hard drive. So then I had to go back into settings. I had to copy the file over to the console storage. And then I get into the game. Finally, I'm playing. It looks beautiful. I'm so excited. And then it's starting me at the fucking beginning. And I'm like, what the fuck's going on? Like, I was so close to the end. And then I realized that it didn't convert my save file from the cloud. So then I had to fucking take the headset back off and do all this shit. Dude, by the time I started playing this game... I only played like 20 minutes and I called you. It took me over like an hour and a half to get this thing set up on the PS5. And because of doing so, I can't play 4K, true HD, you know, whatever games on my PS5 now. So I'm going to have to fuck with all this shit 
to plug it back into my my TV. So, dude, I'm leaving it set up the way it is. I'm beating the VR games that I have that I haven't beaten, and then I'm plugging I'm plugging the fucking thing. When I the, mean, you literally. So, first of all, all you have to do is is just unplug one cable to get 4K again. You just got to unplug the HDMI from the box and, unpl- and plug the HDMI to your TV in. So that is true. That is true. That, I didn't think about it. That's not a huge deal, but it's still annoying as fuck. The other thing I have to is, reconnect my hard drive too. If you were a real power user like me, get like a you know switch or something, yeah. No. You can actually you can charge your DualShock 4. Yeah. With just a phone charger plugged into the wall. Oh, you don't have to plug it into your there, fucking folks. PlayStation. That's a pro tip. So, dude, I've done that before where, like, I'm, like, I'm not sitting three feet from my fucking television when I play video games. Yeah. And I just use a phone charger, just plug it into the wall, yeah. and it works just fine. Well, it's now, super... I know you have an... I was going to say, I know you have an iPhone, but if you yeah. have a, a USB mini... Cable. Uh, or USB micro cable, yeah. you can just plug into like a USB phone charger and plug it into the wall. Yeah. That'll charge your DualShock 4. That's and good then you to can know. pair it and you know do whatever. So if, for for future Dude, sake, it was just do that because it's so much easier. But it was a pain in the ass. Sounds and I, like it. I envy anybody who has to go through that procedure because you know, first of all, a lot of people's home entertainment centers are kind of set up in a corner of the house. There's not usually a lot of light back there, and then your wires are all nice and neat. Then pull, getting a little extra space to like get behind a console once they're all tucked away nice, you're just creating a fucking mess. Dude, anyways, it is set up, and I'm probably going to leave it. And it's just annoying, though, because, God, I wish Sony needs to release something, a better breakout box that they sell independently of the unit itself. I think that they're they don't want to do anything that could jeopardize the sale of the new VR unit. Because the new VR unit's probably gonna come out and not have any breakout box or anything. Yeah, it's just gonna be one wire. Dude, if they if they have the new VR unit and it's three hundred dollars or less. It's gonna be more than that, but go ahead. I would buy it. I would buy it day one. Yeah, it's gonna yeah, be way more it, than that. It's probably it. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if they kind of they it was in keeping with the original and it was the same price as the console, so it was like five hundred bucks, yeah, or four hundred bucks. I'm guessing it would be it'll be something like that. If they get Half Life Alex, dude, I'm in. I don't think you'll get it, but if you do, that would be fucking dope. I w- I would buy VR just to play that game yeah. because I'm a huge Half Life fan. Yeah. All right, dude, let's move on because this is a long show. This is going to be our longest show probably in the last, like, 10 shows, 15 shows. Square Enix had their big show a few days ago. There's nothing nothing wildly notable except they're celebrating Tomb Raider's 25th anniversary. And we got a sneak peek of the new Life is Strange game, which is called True Colors. And more on Project Athea, which they have now renamed officially to Forspoken. Which looks actually really great. And it's so funny that while Square Enix did talk about having more awesome things related to Tomb Raider, including an ultimate digital release, which has all the three recent games bundled, they announced a cookbook. And they also did not announce any new game for Tomb Raider. So weird. So, so my big takeaway from this is Life is Strange 3 looks great. I'm glad it looks like they're updating like the engine and everything. Yeah, it looks it look, great, The dude. game looks better now. Because um, it, it's always been kind of janky. I mean, not as janky as the Telltale shit. But, but that stuff got reworked, too. The Telltale stuff's way better now if you buy like the mastered yeah. version. Go ahead. 
Um, Project Athia looks cool. They didn't show enough of it. I need to see more of it. It's just like a bunch of like a, a girl, this girl like jumping around and shit. Yeah, it looks pretty and like a dragon. Yeah. Um, in keeping with some of the other stuff we've talked about, like I think Forspoken is a fucking stupid name. I don't like that name, but I do like but, Returnal name because you didn't like Returnal. No, but we both agree that Forspoken's a bad name. I just don't like. You don't have to make up words. Dude, Project Atheist sounds way better. I think Project Ath like they literally should have just instead of calling it Project Athia, they should have just said like the game is called fucking Athia and maybe have like a colon some subtitle or some shit. But like Athia Project Athia yeah. or Athia is way cooler than fucking Forspoken. Even if they said like Athia Forspoken. Forspoken literally sounds like something like it's it sounds Rosetta like, Stone, have dude. You ever, have you ever tr- watched Trailer Park Boys? No, I haven't. So there's this one character in Trailer Park Boys. The <laughs> name's Ricky, and he's a he, he, and he literally just like says words wrong all the time because he's really stupid. Okay, like it literally sounds like somebody accidentally saying a word wrong. Yeah, and I mean I, I don't mean to ha- I don't really. Actually, Un- have unspoken. as much feelings as I'm expressing, but like forespoken just for- sounds it's like, like a mixture of foretold and unspoken. Something, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's not just, a good combination of words. I, I mean, I don't know who the developer is on this. I guess I should look it up. I mean, maybe it's a maybe it's a, a, a Japanese kind of translationy kind of yeah, thing. Maybe but like because you know Square Enix is a Japanese company, but I don't know. I the game looks great. It looks awesome. It's just unfortunate. Well, from what we've seen, yeah, it does look pretty cool. All right. Lastly, Jake, Returnal got a fantastic story trailer, and everyone should watch it. Have you watched the story trailer for this? I saw that there was a story trailer up, but I just assumed that it was related to the last trailer. I should go out and watch it because I I didn't know that it was new. I'll just give you a little heads up of what happened. So essentially – uh, the main character, her name's Cecilia or Celia or something like that. I don't know what it doesn't matter at this point. She clearly is in a space accident, right? And she's she's walking on the planet, and then she goes, ah, "I can't find my can't find my sidearm. Where's my sidearm?" And then she sees she sees it up ahead, and she goes to grab it, and she sees a like a dead her, and she's wiping the dirt off the helmet, and it's her name, and she's like. This can't be real. And it's like, that's fucking cool. Like, that's awesome. Yeah. And then so she's like not aware. And it's just like, and as she goes through in this trailer, she comes upon like her old, like her house on earth. And she's like, what? This can't be real. You know? So like, and she's inside and she's walking through the hall and she sees like a photo and it's of her in like her NASA gear, like in her like with the flag behind her and she's like what the fuck's going you know what I mean and like these monsters are attacking her and she goes outside and stuff it looks awesome like it looks like it's going to be storage it looks cool I love the idea I love the idea of a uh, a roguelike Groundhog Day-esque game where the character's where aware the main character does not know yeah but they're aware that, yeah yeah they, they slowly uncover that this is happening right They they have knowledge of it but like the idea of her like coming across her corpse and being like, oh yeah, like 
Wait, like, I didn't me? know. You know what I mean? Like, that I already did this. Like, did I go to another and, plane of existence? Like, what's going on? Yeah. And I, I hope that it's a manageable roguelike because I tire of roguelikes very quickly. But this game looks so good. It looks great. The graphics are great. The story's looking like it could be good. I think this game's going to be a fantastic game. I'm, I think I'm going to get it. So, here's the other thing that I thought, and I was doing a, a trailer reaction to this trailer on the YouTube channel. But I was thinking, like, how cool would it be if at some point there's a twist in the game where you die, right? You die, but then it throws you in. Because there are some first-person uh, video of this game. And it throws you into the first-person perspective. And then you're like, you kind of come out of it. You thought you died, but you actually somehow live. But there's like a like a, a glitch in the system where then there's like a, an AI character of yourself reaching down and clearing off your mask and you you look up and you see it's like yourself. Dude, how awesome would that be if they do some shit like that? They could do some wild stuff. I mean... Oh, it'd be so good. I hope is, they do. This could be a great game. I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of a lot to... I mean, they're biting off a lot, Housemark <laughs> is, with this title. And hopefully it's not more than they can chew because it yeah. looks really good. Yeah. So I'm hoping that it is really good. Dude, I hope it's great. Because, like, the story, the story, honestly, to me, is the most interesting part of it. Yeah, it's got a lot of this, like, Housemarky kind of gameplay where it's, like, yeah. fucking bullets they're and They're going to use the 3D sound and, and the haptics. And yeah. The 3D sound. yeah, all that stuff. And, uh... But man, like just the look of the game and the look of the main character, so and, much like, potential story shit, and like her house being on this fucking alien planet, and like it's got a lot of like uh, they did that in like um, uh, the Evil Within Part Two okay. spoiler, which the game's been out forever. But like it, it's like uh, you know the idea of in like Silent Hill, like I think the movie was kind of like this too, where it's like you're in this fucking alien world and then like your be- your like beacon of safety in this alien world is like this juxtaposition of your past life like yeah. it is very very strange like it is it's super cool though like i really like that type of storytelling i'm i i am stoked about it i'm a little bit hesitant about the price point still but if it's as half as good as it looks, I think it'll be worth it. Yeah, yeah. I don't even know that I'm going to wait for reviews on it, man. I just hope it's not so punishing that, like you said, like you can't get through it. But, dude, let's move on to the new games. Again, this is one of our longest podcasts. I'm super excited for everybody sticking with us this long. This game has already come out. Uh, these games, it, again, the way I do this is I'll let you know if it's a PS5 game. Otherwise, assume it's PS4. Castle of No Escape 2. Collapsed, Journey of the Broken Circle, Pinkman Plus, PS5, St. Patrick's Day Break. March 16th, we had Mundwan, which is a PS5 and PS4 game. Uh, so was uh, PS5 and PS4 is Pinkman Plus. Um, we're getting a Pitter Pot Complete Edition, Stubbs, The Zombie, and Rebel Without a Pulse, all one game. March 17th, we had Beach. Beach Buggy Racing 2, Glaive Brick Breaker, and then a PS5 game called In Rays of the Light, which has an awesome trailer up on the PS uh, YouTube channel, PlayStation YouTube channel. Now, this one I'm excited about. I probably won't play it, but I love that this is still a game. RBI Baseball 2 on the PS4. 
<laughs> can't compare with MLB The Show, but... It's like an arcade game, right? It's not like uh, a real they, simulator game. Yeah, I think game. they're trying to make it a little more sim, but they got to be careful with that. They need to just keep it arcadey. Signs of the Sojourner and March 18th, Explosion ADX, Marvel's Avengers is coming to PS5, Monster Blast, Space Otter Charlie, Synergia, another weird word. It's like synergy and energy and something. Dude, yeah. I was looking I was actually looking at this game. Yeah. Synerg- Synergia or Synergia or Synergia or whatever the fuck you say. Yeah, right. And uh it's like a it looks like it's a visual novel. Weird. And the the graphics are very like cyberpunk meets anime kind of thing okay and uh it looks cool i don't know if it's any good i mean it looks like it could be one of those games where it's like a f- fucking shitty cheap ass game that is not very good yeah but like the style of it is very interesting to me nice yeah yeah cool thanks for saying that i didn't know anything about it tomb raider definitive survivor edition i'm guessing this is all three of the tomb raider games that we talked about earlier I don't know if, Jake, you want to check into that. Um, Can't Drive This on PS5, PS4, and then lastly, Root Film on PS4. So what do you did you find anything on that Tomb Raider game? Definitive Survivor Edition? I wonder what the price point would be on that, too. Definitive Survivor Edition. Yeah, that's... for Tomb Raider. I bet you that's all three. I, if I had to guess, that's probably... It is the- it looks like it's the trilogy for $20. For 20 bucks on the PS4, all three games? Well, wow, this is literally Video Games Chronicle two days ago says Tomb Raider Definitive Survivor Trilogy is out as a 1999 limited release. What's that mean, limited release? The triple pack will be 60% off on Xbox and PlayStation for the next two weeks. Oh, there you go. So if you, if you're, this is literally a quote from the headline from Video Games Chronicle. So for the next, and honestly, this is a legit fucking deal. Those games are great. I love those games. The first one is awesome. The, The thing about these games, like I didn't play Shadow of the Tomb Raider, so I can't comment on that. But like, if you like Uncharted, I will tell you this, and I think we've talked about this before on the podcast. The feel of the gameplay of Tomb Raider is better than Uncharted, but yeah. the story is nowhere near as good. I had a lot of input lag issues with the second and third game of Tomb Raider. Did you? I, I'm speaking mostly from the perspective, from the my experience with the first the game. The first Tomb Raider was fantastic. Even the story of the first one was really fucking good. But stories yeah. for two and three just kind of like were a little they're a little more divergent. Dude, the first two the first Tomb Raider was fantastic. Was it Rise of the Tomb Raider? Is that what it was, or it was just called Tomb Raider? The first one was just called Tomb Raider. Rise of the Tomb Raider was the second one, and the third was Shadow of the Tomb Raider, which yeah, wasn't made confused, by. Too. Yeah, Shadow of the Tomb Raider was not made by Crystal Dynamics, which the other two were. So. I don't know. I hope they keep going with the trilogy, like or not the trilogy, but the franchise. I, I hope they come out with another Tomb Raider game. They don't have, maybe... yeah, dude. They don't have the competition anymore. Like Uncharted is done for all we know. So like, well, for now, but yeah. yeah. But the competition, like the main competition, is gone right now. Now would be the time to release a two fourth Tomb Raider because people want that fix. Like, dude, if they if if they were to like give it back to Crystal Dynamics and let them just like go crazy with double one. down and make just a bomb ass fucking Tomb Raider game right now or in the next year or two, with a really good story. I think that they 
could really sell a lot of copies. I mean, if they wait too long, if they wait four or five years, there's going to be another Uncharted game. And I don't give a shit who makes it. It's going to be good because Sony won't let them release a bad Uncharted game. Oh, God, I hope they never do. Yeah. So it's probably not going to be Naughty Dog that does it. It'll probably be somebody else, maybe Blue Point or something like it that. It won't be bad. They're working on Days Gone too, probably. Right. So, mm-hmm. like, there, there, there is some kind of wiggle room in that universe for how they can, you know, proceed with the f- story in the universe. So, I say, give it to Blue Point, man. Let them take over. Let them do a new Uncharted, dude. It would be cool. I, it would be cool. They have the they have the talent. I think. I think they do. I don't know. But hey, we're done with the show for the most part. And as always. The music at the end of the show may possibly be excluded from our YouTube channel for copyright reasons, so don't forget you can download and or stream this episode as well as others on your preferred podcasting platform. The closing track today is by a band called Crooner with their song Count On You. This is a really dope song. You can listen to more of Crooner on their Bandcamp site and all major streaming platforms. And don't forget, if you have original music featured on the show or you want to have featured on the show, send an MP3 to our email account, PS, this is awesome, at gmail.com, along with your band name, the title of the song, and we will notify you when or if it goes live. Jake, before we put this song on, is there anything you'd like to say to the listeners? Um, let me think. Mm. I don't think so. Look out. Hopefully, if I can get the script done, hopefully next weekend, unless you've got something planned, we can do a uh, takeaway for the Curse of the Dead Gods. Sounds good. Yeah, I've got nothing planned for next week on the on the YouTube channel. I do still need to do one for unravel and i need to do one for plague tale i have all the video files i just haven't had a chance to do them but if you send me the voiceover and that's already done dude i will definitely piece it together for our audience my only issue with the takeaway videos is i understand we just need to keep doing them they'll they'll pick up steam but like we have the least views on our takeaway videos compared to everything else we do which is like Mm -hmm. significantly shorter to do and easier for me to make but I think there's a lot to be said for the the quality of these videos we're putting out, the takeaway videos. I think they're actually really, really awesome. And I think if we just keep with it, it's 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 going to help us somehow get more listeners. That's my. I think point that of it's you know I think that it's one of those things that it's it's quality content, mm-hmm. but you know it's not as uh, it's not as you know, it's not like a quick fix. Clickbaity. Right. It's not. You know, like like the 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 reaction videos are much more like relevant yeah. and clickbaity kind of videos. Yeah. Even though I would say that they're, you know, not that there's anything wrong with them. Yeah. But there's not as much thought put into something. Dude, none at all. I literally, what I do when I do those, I literally set up OBS and I go to the PlayStation channel and I just click play on their fucking videos and I'm just like, okay, what do we have here? And I'm like, okay, this looks cool. Or this doesn't look cool. Sometimes I'll do a little research on the developer and, and talk about it before we hit play. But that's that's really it, you know. And the the thing is, is like people look for those trailers and they stumble on those videos, and then hopefully they stumble into the podcast and they become listeners. So that's kind of the. So we are trying to trick people somehow into into enjoying the the, the podcast because that's our labor of love. 
But I think that the, for the people who are already dialed into the podcast, there's a lot. There's a lot of. Uh, there's a lot to be taken from the takeaway videos because they are a really good representation of our experience with these specific games. And we have original gameplay we've captured, and we do do voiceover on them. So, and I just said doo doo. But that being said, Jake, I appreciate your input. And I don't have anything for the listeners, but yet again, if you did pick up one of those vinyl records from me, I appreciate it. They did sell out. So let's put Crooner on, and you guys can listen to their song. This song is so catchy, and they're from around this area. And, uh, man, this song's actually really good. Jake, if you haven't, you need to listen to some of these songs I've been putting on our show. Man, they are top, top-notch top songs. They're really good. Thanks. So I hope the listeners have been enjoying the music I've been putting on. And uh, let's just close out, guys. Thanks so much for being here with us today, and have a great week. Like Habroxia, Here They Lie, and Horizon Zero Dawn. P.S. Yes. This, is this is awesome. awesome.